Hey guys, and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 55, and today I have a couple of things to talk about. Um, as you guys may or may not know, I usually sit down and write down episodes. Um, I kind of lay out a format and everything that I'm going to talk about for the podcast, and I've decided that I'm going to try something new, and I'm going to just kind of wing it, so to speak. Um, there was something huge that had happened this week that um, I really wanted to talk about. Um, for some reason, I haven't gotten around to do it yet. I've had the time. I just <clears throat> kind of forgot about it, to be honest. But there's been a lot um, going on with this um, certain thing. So I'm just going to talk to you guys about it. So Ariana Grande is under fire again. What else is fucking new? And um, I hadn't actually been following what was going on. I just saw her response and I saw a lot of people tweeting and talking about it. So I had asked my friend Jamie if he could kind of just lay it out for me. And uh, I'm just going to read you guys what he kind of said because he kind of summed up everything that's going on with it. And then I'll read you guys what Ariana said in response and kind of go from there. So I had asked him what's going on because I had heard um, I heard about Manchester. I've heard about Pride. I heard Ariana Grande being under fire and people getting mad at her for a reason that I wasn't sure what. So he had said... Um, basically Manchester pride has been charging people to go to pride for a long time now. And it's been a major grievance in the gay community for obvious reasons. They didn't offer anything other than prides. Di uh, other prides didn't, but other prides were free. So everyone was pissed at being ripped off by Manchester pride. And I mean, rightly so, but then this year they literally tripled the price with no explanation except for another venue. So obviously people were even more pissed. So then they announced the lineup and Ariana Grande is headlining, which people had already guessed and it divided everyone. Some people like me are okay with it now because the price makes sense. Ariana Grande is headlining. That's going to cost a lot of money and they still have to have money left for future events and to give to the charities. Others, Others are still totally against the idea of a paid pride model. And now there's others who are outraged at the idea of straight people headlining pride. But I mean, straight people have always been headlining pride, even free prides. And Ariana is technically co-headlining with years and years. They're headlining different nights and years and years signed is gay. So, I mean, it's really just trying to create an issue out of not of a non-issue. Ariana Grande was booked for pride because that's what the gays want. Like of everyone I've seen complaining about it, none of them are in Manchester. And then he said, I'm happy to pay for something that's worth paying for. And I'm happy for a straight person to headline pride if they're a gay icon. And then he said, um, and then he said a bunch of other things. He said, I mean, there's, here's the tea though. Ariana has a deeper connection with Manchester than any American artist and Manchester and the, the Manchester bombing seriously affected the gay community. Like we lost, uh, Martin fucking Het. And if you watch the the video that Lee Dawson, the dude who makes a root caps made in memory of him, you would fucking ball even if you didn't know him. <laughs> like he was a real fucking loss to humanity and a huge loss to Manchester's gay community. Um, obviously, I didn't know what he was talking about, but um, I felt that it was important for me to bring that up because um, Jamie said that it was very important. So I'm going to mention it. Uh, he also said she's heavily connected to Manchester, the gay community, but especially Manchester gay community. Like it's super fucking special for her to play Manchester Pride just for absolutely everything it stands for. She was targeted by a homophobic terrorist hate group at her show in this in that city. And now she's headlining their Pride Festival. So um, everybody listening to this podcast probably knows about the Manchester bombing at the Ariana Grande concert a couple of years ago and how devastated she was about it and how I really don't think that she's even recovered from that situation. Um, she's 
completely traumatized for um from it and um I just don't understand it's hard for me to talk about this because I am not a part of the LGBTQ community and I oftentimes feel like I can't really speak to things like this but I just don't understand why people are always attacking her and I just think that especially because it's Manchester Pride um she should she should have a place there yes I understand that ticket pricing ticket pricing is ridiculous for no reason and it's just this is what Ariana Grande said because I really don't know what I can really say on this topic but I'll I'll tell you guys what Ariana Grande said she said hi my love I have nothing to do with ticket pricing Manchester Pride sets those rates and they're mostly out of my control the LGBTQ community has been so special to me and supportive throughout my entire career the relationships I have with my LGBTQ fans friends and family make me so happy I want to celebrate and support this community regardless of my identity of or how people label me and I also want to visit a city that means so much to me LGBTQ representation is incredibly important and I'm always proud to share the stage with LGBTQ artists. Over the years, Pride events have been headlined by performers and artists of all sexual orientations and genders, including straight allies like Cher and Kylie Minogue. I do think there's room for us to talk about these issues without equating a performance for an LGBTQ audience with exploitation of the LGBTQ community. If you truly feel like I didn't deserve to be offered this spot, I respect that, but I did accept it excitedly and gratefully. I'm not claiming to be the hero of the community or the face of the LGBTQ rights movement. I just want to put out, put on a show that makes my LGBTQ fans feel special and celebrated and supported. That's all I want to do. Now, um, Ernest Owens actually tweeted at her and said, tell them you'll pull out if they don't reduce those prices or use your star power to uh, partially cover the rate of those tickets. Real allies understand the inequality with the LGBTQ community and leverages it for a visible good. Here's an opportunity to. So, I mean, is he wrong? Not necessarily, but also at the end of the day, we give these celebrities such uh, a hard time on things that they can't really control so to speak um yeah she probably could use her quote-unquote star power to reduce the prices or do something with it but i'm just tired of people not giving Ariana grande a break i mean the manchester bombing thing was just so traumatic for everybody involved even people that weren't really affected you know it affected me and i i've never even been to the uk i've never even seen Ariana grande live i'm not even in the lgbtq community and it's just I think people just want to attack this woman. I mean, I've how many episodes have I done about Ariana Grande basically telling people to leave her alone at this point? It's just insane. And I just feel it's it's a really touchy subject and I understand that. It's just I really think that we're always targeting the wrong people that can't really do much. I mean, to be honest, I don't even know if she could reduce those prices with her quote unquote star power. I don't know if that's even something that's remotely within her power. And it's just, I really don't think that she should have to back out just because she's not an LGBTQ artist or she is doing it and raising the prices. I think there's a lot of things going on within that that she's just not responsible for. And it's just really, really sad. Um, For example, she actually tweeted um, almost a week ago on her Instagram. She, um, I said tweeted on Instagram. She posted on Instagram, dear sweetener slash thank you next tour audience friends. We're sending out emails soon, encouraging you to order a clear bag to bring your things into for venues as security is going to be very precise and smooth, but for sure, super strict. 
They're super cheap and simple, but having them ahead of time will for sure help things go as smooth as possible. So if you see this in your emails, please don't ignore it. My team and I appreciate it very much. P.S. Any clear bags within a size, within a certain size, all info will be in the email are totally fine to bring if you already have your own. I just wanted to make sure you saw these and knew about it ahead of time so everything goes as smoothly and safely as possible. Thank you. Love you. So even with that, like Ariana Grande is taking precautions to make sure that her fans are safe, to make sure she's safe, to make sure her team is safe. And it's just between that and then people just hating on her for just reasons beyond her control are just really sad. And it's just really unfortunate that we're just always hammering this poor girl who's just never getting a break and it just really really frustrates me and uh I just <laughs> I don't know I don't know what else to say on that topic um there's another thing that I actually wanted to talk about that this happened a couple weeks ago while I was on a Twitter break um I had bookmarked this I believe right before I had went on a Twitter break or whatever but Troy Savon had said <laughs> he wonders if he would be more successful if he wasn't gay he said we don't have a queer taylor swift rihanna or beyonce would i be more successful if i wasn't as uh if i wasn't as in your face gay could just could just be the music as the world is obsessed with hip-hop is the world ready for me <laughs> and then somebody said um the tweet that I had bookmarked, it said, being gay literally is the only thing even somewhat interesting about you. Being gay is the reason why you're successful. You have no other unique qualities about you. If you were straight, then you'd be another boring, bleak, white boy lost in the dismal, muddy cream of the sea. Now, I don't usually read comments like that or tweets like that, but it's just, Troy Sivan has made an entire career out of being out outwardly gay and talking about you know using male pronouns in all of his songs being the forefront of the, the gay community however he has said that he does not want to be the face he does not want to be a gay icon he doesn't want to be any of that he just wants to be himself he just wants to be Troy Sivan gay man making pop music so I have mixed feelings about him saying that I also have mixed feelings about the backlash behind it because I do feel that Troy Sivan does have a unique talent. I do think that he is a unique voice. I do think that he is a unique artist. However, him being gay definitely does have a lot of power within his celebrity. And I just feel that that was a weird thing for him to say. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it. I definitely think that he is successful because he is a good musician. I think that he's a talented artist. I don't think him being gay would make him le less or mo more successful. So I did just want to throw that in there because that was in my, uh, that was in my bookmarks and I just forgot to mention it. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I really just wanted to mention it. This episode is basically me going through my Twitter bookmarks from the last like two months. So sorry in advance if this sounds a little messy, but there are a couple of things that I have not mentioned yet because I totally forgot about all my bookmarks because I'll see something on Twitter and sometimes I'll bookmark it to either read later or do an episode on or just, you know, I just don't want to tweet at the moment or what have you. So um, I just want to go through a couple of things that may be a little old, but um, worth mentioning. For instance, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but around the end of January, Chris Brown is selling merch that insults the women who accused him of rape. There's a shirt that says this bitch lion. And it's just really, really ridiculous that anybody would a buy this b make it and c just promote it. It's just disgusting all around. I don't understand where this came from. 
this article, it's from uh, the end of January. It's from Complex Magazine. Um, it says, Chris Brown is now selling merch that clearly alludes to and mocks the women who accused him of rape earlier this week. As previously reported, Brown, who has been uh, detained alongside a bodyguard and an unnamed friend in Paris earlier this week after a woman accused him of rape, has uh, denied all the allegations in an Instagram caption that has been removed. Brown called the accusations false and a whole lot of cap. Uh, the post itself, which has been deleted, was uh, of the text, this bitch lion. Brown was ultimately released without charges and is reportedly looking to sue for defamation. This woman's attorney, however, said Thursday that his client was under great psychological pressure. At the time of the alleged incident, my client explains that it was non-consensual sex. Lawyer Frank Seth. Uh, Sir Fadi, sorry, told the Associated Press she was not pressured physically. Now, via his Black Pyramid line, Brown is hawking teas with the same This Bitch Lion phrase. The Paris edition of the tea features the Mona Lisa across the chest. As painted, pointed out on Twitter, versions of the design appear to have been sold by Black Pyramid before. The Paris version, however, is new. Oh my God. While Meek Mill, Justin Bieber, and a few other artists artists expressed public support for brown following this week's rape allegation others have pointed to the his past including his 2009 physical assault of rihanna has a sign that such support isn't warranted earlier this month sony owned rca records announced a new deal with brown of course they did rca of course is also the now former home of r kelly an external announcement on kelly's split with sony and rca is not expected per reports Oh my God. So I never read the article prior to this moment. I just saw the um, the tweet and the merch. So reading all that is just a lot. I just can't believe that people still support this guy. I can't believe that he's still making music. I don't understand. The, the assault on Rihanna happened in 2009. We're now 2019. So that was 10 years ago, guys. Why is this still happening? I don't don't understand why this guy still has a platform i don't understand why anybody still cares about him i just don't fucking get anything that happens with chris brown it's just utterly insane to me and it just makes me so mad and those shirts made me so mad and it's just if anybody you know buys one you just either need to throw it in the trash when they're not looking be uh, unfriend them immediately obviously it's just i hate everything and i hate chris brown and I just want his career to just implode one day. Why it's taken so long, I don't know. But I hope one day the universe just strikes him down because this is utterly unacceptable. So um, another thing that was not actually in my bookmarks, but that's been happening the past couple weeks that I need to just go off on for a couple of minutes. Um, I don't follow the Kardashians. I don't follow anything about them. I don't really care about them. They exist they don't bother me. I don't invest time in them. It's just one of those things where it's like none of them really do anything to bother me other than, you know, obviously the the whole Pepsi incident and some things here and there. But for the most part, I couldn't really care less about the Kardashians. They exist. I exist. Whatever. However, um, I can't escape this because people at work talk about it. It's on my timeline. It's just I don't know why I haven't muted any of the words yet. I guess I just hate myself. But um, so the, from what I've gathered, um, basically is that, um, Khloe Kardashian and her husband slash father of her child, um, 
they're divorcing, breaking up, what have you, because apparently he cheated on her with one of her sister's friends. And um, the only reason why I'm bringing this up on this podcast is because I have a lot of things to say about celebrity culture. So um, that's all I'm going to say on that. I don't know the ins and outs. I didn't watch this interview with this girl. I could not care less. Um, I do want to bring this up because I feel that as a society, we do this thing where we get so invested in celebrities. We get so invested in relationships. We get so invested in things that don't concern us. Um, I remember when Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris they they divorced and everybody's like, oh my God, love is dead. I don't believe in love anymore. If they can't make it, who can? I remember when Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce and it's still a thing where people say, well, if Beyonce got cheated on, then there's no hope for any of us. It's just we hold these celebrities to this ridiculous standard that they are God or that you know, if they can't make it, none of us can. If Beyonce can get cheated on, then there's no hope for us. And it's like, not that deep. <laughs> and it really pisses me off because um, as somebody who has been doing the very best they can, uh, not saying anything about my personal life, about not doing anything, it's just really fucking crazy to me that people care so much about people that they don't know, especially people that will never know them. I just, you know, there's there's two sides to every story and even the people involved don't know everything going on. You know, if you've ever been like, there's sometimes where you're involved in a breakup and you don't even know everything that happened, let alone strangers on the internet. And it's just, it's not anybody's fucking business. And yes, I understand that they're making it everybody's business by tweeting about it and, you know, doing the Kardashian thing and capitalizing off of it and what have you, but you don't have to pay attention to it. You know, I, I could say whatever I wanted on the internet, but it only matters if people are interacting with it. You know, I could tweet right now that I love mashed potatoes and if it gets zero likes, obviously it, no one cares about it. And I'm probably never going to tweet about mashed potatoes again because obviously it didn't get a response. You know, you know, as somebody that doesn't like attention, I do fall victim to liking validation. Everybody likes validation. You know, if I tweet something positive or if I tweet about a self, uh, an accomplishment for myself, you know, it's nice to see people support it. It's nice to see validation. Everybody to some degree loves validation, especially from people that they like and people that they admire and what have you. So I understand that. However, I don't understand this idea that we get so invested in other people's relationships even regular people, you know, when we see two people that we like, um, they're happy, they're in a relationship, everything's good, and then they break up. People get so invested in knowing everything. They want to know whose side to take, who broke up with who, who do we hate, what did they do? And sometimes it's not even like that. Sometimes it's not that deep. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's mutual. Sometimes people just break up. Sometimes people are dealing with their own shit. And it's just so frustrating to watch the entire internet literally care so much about these things. And yeah, I understand that there's cheating involved and everybody has their own idea of, you know, their own view of cheating and why it's bad or defending people and what have you. It's it's just t cheating is always going to be a two way street. And I did see a lot of people saying that everybody's blaming this girl because she cheated. Meanwhile, you know, it takes two to tango. This, this guy was part of it too. And it's just, 
makes me really, really angry that A, people are invested and B, that the people that are invested are attacking the girl when I'm not saying it's always the guy's fault because, you know, in a reverse situation, you know, girls cheat too. But in this specific situation, the guy is the one at fault. You know, this girl had no stake in the game. And it sounds shitty to say, but, you know, people that people that cheat, the people that are in relationships, they're they should be held more accountable than the people that they cheat with. Like if this girl is not in a relationship, which I don't believe that she is, there's no reason why people should attack her and not him. You know, he's the one that made a commitment to somebody. He's the one that has a child with this woman and he's the one that cheated on her. This other girl has no loyalty commitments or anything to anybody involved. So I don't understand why everybody always attacks the person that doesn't have the commitment. You know, whether she was a man or a woman, you know, if she was a man, I'd be saying the same thing too. the person that doesn't have an obligation to, you know, to anybody I'm sorry, but they shouldn't be at fault. Like, yeah, it's really shitty and nobody should ever do that. But at the end of the day, they don't owe anything to the person that was cheated on. So um, I don't know why I went on a rant about that, but it's just been on my mind because I, I hate celebrity culture so much. I hate the idea of it. I hate that people are buying into this. I hate that people have so many opinions about it. Like, yes, we should have the conversation on not attacking women who uh, are involved in cheating but it's just really really annoying stop caring so much about other people's lives especially people that you don't know I understand sometimes you know you get a little invested in your friends and people that you care about um, people that you interact with but literally none of us know the Kardashians none of us are ever going to know the Kardashians the Kardashians are not our friends they're never going to be our friends so why do we care so much about their lives why do we care so much to tweet incessantly about this breakup this cheating nonsense to the point where this girl got interviewed and is telling her side of the story it's just we're making this happen the kardashians are a product of society they're a product of us caring so much about celebrity culture without us they wouldn't be able to tweet these things and get millions of tweets and get a conversation going it's just it frustrates me to no end as somebody who's obviously been in relationships and has dealt with breakups and is on the internet it's just really frightening that people don't understand the difference between perception and reality because you can put whatever you want online I can put right now that I'm recording this in the middle of the desert and you guys can't tell me I'm not but if I put it out online and I say that, you know, you're kind of forced to believe it because how are you going to disprove it? And it's just we put a lot of things online for perception and not all of it is reality. And it's just we don't even know if any of this shit is real. We don't know if, if this girl even cheated. We don't even know if he even cheated. It's just it's all a game. And it's just I'm tired of the game and I'm tired of people caring about things that don't really matter. Like, yeah, it's really sad if her family is breaking up. It's really sad that she has to go through this. But at the end of the day, that's for her to figure out. That's for her to decide what she wants to do for her and her family and her daughter. And we have to stop caring. We have to stop caring about why people that don't concern us do the things that they do. And I know that I went on a really long rant about that, but it's just, I'm, 
I'm tired of people seeking answers for things that don't concern them. And I'm tired of people just expecting to get answers. And yeah, I just, I can't spend any more time on this, but I was just really aggravated because a lot of people kept asking me if I, if I've seen it, if, you know, I'm following it and it's like, no, I, I don't care. I I'm sorry, but I don't care about a stranger's problems. I don't care that she keeps tweeting incessantly about it. It's just, that's her own problem. Just like I got my own problems. I don't expect any of you guys to care about them. I don't think that it's anybody's problem or business but mine to care about the things that I have going on so yeah that was um a really long thing that I just wanted to say about the Kardashians because it's just really fucking frustrating but anyway um back to a couple other things um the Jonas Brothers are back which is the most anticipated reunion in I don't know how long but it's really funny because I've always said it's weird that people want the Jonas Brothers to get back together when they're literally brothers so it's not really getting back together it's just deciding hey let's just put out music again but um, they put out a new song it's called Sucker they released it on Friday it's a bop of course I mean everything the Jonas Brothers put put out is a bop so definitely check that out Um, Joe Bros for Life I met them in I want to say 2007 or 2008, I saw them and I saw Demi Lovato and I snuck into the Jonas Brothers meet and greet because I had the same color bracelet on as the bracelet for the Jonas Brothers meet and greet and I just flashed it really quick and yeah, little, uh, what was I, like 16, 17? I don't even remember. I think it was like 16. I had my scale animals hoodie. I had my coontails. Seen me, got to meet the Jonas Brothers and I swore that me and Nick Jonas had a moment. So that was uh, <laughs> that was my experience with the Jonas Brothers. They were incredible live. Um, ten out of ten would see them again. Probably will see them again. It was a good time. So that happened. Um, there's a lot of Taylor Swift conspiracies out there. I am not a Swifty, nor am I invested enough to even know what these uh, conspiracies are. But I've seen a lot of photos. She's been posting a lot of things and kind of alluding to her new album coming out. And I just think it's super cool that people like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande, they're releasing albums like back to back. I feel like Reputation came out yesterday, even though I think it's been out for over, over a year now. Maybe I don't have any concept of time. But Taylor Swift is just banging out bops, Ariana Grande's banging out bops. You know, it's it's a time to be alive in music. I think Lana Del Rey is coming out with something soon. I think Pat mentioned it maybe March or April. Oh, it is March. Oh my gosh. Wow. See, again, no concept of time. Um, I know Lana is doing something, so definitely be on the lookout for that. I think uh, Marina in the Diamonds is putting something out or did put something out. So definitely look into that if you are a fan. I've actually never listened to her because I'm uncultured swine, but definitely take a listen to that. I think Miley did something recently. Again, I haven't really followed up on that, but I'm semi-team Miley, so definitely... uh, Definitely check that out. I know she was um, a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, and there's a really funny video on Twitter of her backstage, and it literally looks like a scene from Hannah Montana. It's hysterical. Definitely check that out. Um, Casey Musgraves and Haley Williams, they did a cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun at the Nashville date at Casey's show a couple days ago. It was iconic, incredible, 10 out of 10, uh, changed my life. Uh, It was so cute. It was amazing everything that we need right now in this drought of paramorelessness and um yeah no definitely watch the video It it was really cool and um I know that we're done talking about the Oscars but 
I did go to that Oscars party with Chad. Um, it was quite the experience. We got there, me, Chad, and David, we sat in the back row and there were two really, really drunk girls next to me having a very heart to heart moment. And it was just one of those things where I just wanted it to end, but also I was like, you know what? Good for you guys, but they're very loud and very drunk and I'm glad that they left halfway through. But, um, I don't think me and Pat are going to talk about it because I don't know the next time I'm going to see him and we're going to record, but I will just say that, um, there were a lot of surprises, a lot of pleasant surprises. I think Black Panther deserved everything that it got. Olivia Coleman's speech brought me to tears. Um, I'm so glad that Regina King won. Chris Evans is the biggest gentleman on the planet, walking her to the stage. Um, Spike Lee jumping on Samuel L. Jackson, um, Brie Larson looking incredible. The list goes on. Um, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's performance, Lady Gaga's speech. Oh my gosh. If you didn't cry for Lady Gaga's speech, come on. She, she was incredible. She deserves everything. I love that. Olivia Coleman just like looked at her and she goes, ah, thank you, Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, that was, uh, that was just so wholesome. And then Emma Stone and her ever loving support and just everything that she was doing while Olivia Coleman was speaking. It was incredible. So the Oscars all around for me, I think I did really poorly on my ballot. Um, a lot of the ones that I thought were going to win actually did win. I don't remember how me and Chad did. I just know that he was wildly disappointed. Um, everybody was upset that Green Book won Best Picture. I know that I am. I think that the other candidates were way more um, qualified and deserved it a lot more. Again, I did not see Green Book, but just based on what Chad said and a lot of the other mixed reviews, I just think that, you know, it should have went to Black Panther, Black Klansman, or literally any other movie, to be honest. I mean, they could have given it to the favorite and I would have been okay with it, but I just think that Green Book was not really the best choice for Best Picture. I know everybody was upset about it. Everybody kind of booed and left the theater afterwards. So yeah, Oscars 2019 was a wild ride. So yeah, um, this episode is just kind of to get back into the swing of things. I haven't really recorded by myself in a bit and I just wanted to get back into it. Um, I am back on social media, which has been an experience to say the least. Um, it's kind of felt a little strange energy. Um, I'm hoping that once I get back into it a, a little more, it'll be a little better, I guess. But yeah, I have a lot of things coming up. I don't know the next time I'm going to actually sit down and record. I hope it's sooner rather than later. Um, it is March. I am going to Nashville in two weeks to see Half Noise. going to see a lot of friends there. I'm going to go see um, Me Without You and Tiger's Jaw that Monday. That weekend is going to be one hell of a road trip for me. I'm anxious, a little excited, and I just feel like I need that vacation to um, to just kind of kick off the rest of my uh, my month because April is going to be one crazy month. Let me tell you guys, um, there's a lot of bands touring that mean a lot to me. Um, we have Gaujaway and La Dispute touring together, which holy hell, I never thought that that would happen in a million years, but I need to go to every date. I don't know what date I'm going to. I might be going to the DC date. I might, going, I might be going to the New York City date. I don't know yet, but I will be on that tour. Loma Prieta is playing a couple shows. They're playing two sold out nights in Brooklyn at St. Vitus. If I don't go to one of them, I will cry. Um, that's happening in June or July. I don't remember, but definitely go to a show for Loma Prieta. They're incredible. I've seen them live before. Satellite is the only song that I care about. Definitely um, look into that. Their other dates aren't sold out yet. They're playing Boston. They're playing Philly. They're playing a couple other dates. I know that they're playing Toronto. So definitely, definitely look into it if you're into that and you should be into that. 
um, balance and composure. Thought they were dead. They are not dead. They came back to play proper farewell shows. And I legitimately cried when I found out um, they're touring with a couple of bands. It's not really they're touring, but they're having special guest bands on each date. They're playing a show with Touche More, which, oh my God, I wish I could go. But they're playing in California and the show is sold out. They're playing with Me Without You. They're playing with Tiger's Jaw. And I believe they're playing with a couple of other bands I can't think of off the top of my head. But all the lineups are incredible. Um, Balancing Composure is one of my favorite bands of all time. I didn't get to see them when they were doing their quote unquote last shows and I was devastated. So the fact that I'm going to see them on tour um, for their actual last shows is really incredible and they're playing with Tiger's Jaw and I know I'm going to cry my fucking eyes out. So definitely get tickets for that. I don't know which shows are sold out, but I know that California is definitely sold out. So if they're playing somewhere around you, definitely go see them. It's worth it. I don't know if they're ever going to come back. I'm surprised that they even came back for this. So definitely, definitely get tickets for that. You won't regret it. And uh, who else? Oh, Foxing and Now Now are playing together. All these bands, they're they're playing these shows together and I'm so incredibly excited. Uh, I can't wait for that. I think I'm going to both the NYC date and the Raleigh date. Um, I don't think they're playing Raleigh. I know that they're playing in North Carolina. I just don't remember where at, but definitely check that tour out. That's going to be amazing. I two bands that I never thought would tour together but fit so well together definitely go to a show you won't regret that either and then lastly me without you is doing a uh, doing a tour with cursive I don't think it's a very long tour but definitely check that out as well me without you is being very active and blessing us for playing so many amazing shows definitely see them with me without you um definitely see them with tiger's jaw if you can they're playing a lot of midwest states on this tour and I wish I could go to more, but unfortunately, I don't think that I'm going to be able to. So yeah, that's just a rundown of all the shows that at least I'm going to in April. Um, I put in an application for a house in Raleigh, North Carolina with a couple of awesome roommates, and I'm really excited and I hope that we get it because there's going to be a lot of house shows there. So definitely, if you guys are in the Raleigh area and you want to see some cool shows, definitely uh, come to our house. There's going to be memes everywhere, inflatable furniture and lots of other chaos happening. So yeah, uh, a little bit of a short episode, a little bit off the cuff, but um, just wanted to get back into it and wanted you guys to know what's going on, where I'm at, you know, with my stuff right now. And if you don't hear from me, that's why I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be at a lot of shows. So definitely come say hi, definitely um, get in touch, want to hang out. Let's get pancakes. It's going to be, it's going to be really rad. So yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm going to play you guys a song by King Princess. I know that I've played King Princess before on this podcast, and I know that she's actually pretty popular now, but I've been listening to this song a lot lately. It's so beautiful. It's called Pussy is God, and it's actually a really good song. Right now, it's just a single. It's not attached to anything right now, but it's just really, really cool. I love this song. It was on a playlist that was recommended to me after my uh, my playlist was done, and I was just jamming out to it today. So yeah, I really love this song. I've played it over and over again, and it's only been... I've only known about it for a couple of hours, so I totally want to play that for you guys. Like I said, I've played a song by her before. She's a very, very talented and amazing artist. She's all over Alt Nation. She's everywhere. Definitely check her out. Um, The song is really, really cool. I'm happy to play it for you guys now. Um, Before I play it, you guys can find me back on social media for the time being. I don't know how long that's going to last because, like I said, it's just been weird energy. But um, on Twitter, I'm RebelHeartsGirl, Facebook.com slash RebelHeartsPodcast. Email is always open. It's rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com. 
Instagram is Sam is socks and the website is rebelheartspodcast.com. My domain actually renewed without me knowing and uh yeah, it's still alive and well. So rebelheartspodcast.com is still a real thing. And uh definitely buy merch from me. It's rebelheartspodcast.bigcartel.com. Uh, I butchered that, but <laughs> it's on uh it's on the website. Um, I'm on Spotify now after two years of trying to get on Spotify they finally allowed anybody to submit and I'm on Spotify my RSS feed is a little messed up right now it's basically your link to your podcast and I submitted the wrong link when I did my Spotify submission so they're trying to fix it now so my new episodes will actually go on Spotify because right now the last episode that's on there is episode 53 and that's um, an Oscar is born that's the episode with Pat that has over almost 1200 listens which is fucking insane thank you guys so much i had no idea that an episode that me and my friend would do where all we did was just roast bradley cooper and that isn't paramore related would ever get those kinds of listens so it means the world to me and um i recently i forgot to mention this but um there's a book uh, called All the Clever Words on Pages Part 2, which is the second book by um, Paul Harris. He wrote a book about his friendship with Aaron Weiss and Me Without You. And in this book, he actually included my podcast interview with Aaron. And it's on two pages. And it's just really incredible to have my little bedroom DIY podcast mentioned in a real life printed book. It's really fucking insane. And I'm ever so grateful for all the things that I've gotten to do and get and be a part of because of this podcast it's just really damn humbling and I really appreciate everything that's ever happened because of it so yeah that's all I have for you guys today I will see you at the front here is King Princess your pussy is God and I love it gonna kiss me real hard make me want it I think star signs mean nothing but I know you feel right so I'm coming get tired when you're getting up but knock down from some other love but their best wasn't good enough and you're number one to me you're extra special something else or maybe it's you and I've been looking for something I want Your pussy is God and I'm falling We're on the same wave when we're talking I've never been played in a good match But I win when I hear sex